Hey you, you're listening to The Art of Existing with me, Emma Kivetna, writer, poet, musician, astrologer, and many other titles. On this podcast, you'll find a delightful combination of stories and topics related to spirituality, creativity, and personal development. To learn more about me and what I do, you can go to my website, Instagram, or YouTube. All the links are below in the show notes. For today, we are going to be talking about my recent 14-day routine challenge that I did during the first two weeks of May. So I'll be debriefing a bit on how that challenge went, and I'll be summarizing my main takeaways and talking about some of the more important or rather more interesting, unexpected things that came up for me during this challenge, including how it helped me understand my sun placement in my natal chart better. So that was that was a fun surprise for me. At the end of the episode, I will present a bit of a mini challenge for you based on this 14-day challenge that I did for myself, so that if you're interested, you can kind of go through a similar thing for yourself, a, a shorter process, but similar process as what I did, and then see what kind of results you might get. So strap on your space helmet and let's get into it. First, I do want to start out by giving you a bit of a brief context for why I did this challenge and what inspired it. Well, actually, first, I will tell you what the challenge is or was. So the the challenge was to follow a structured daily routine every day for 14 days. And I, I there's actually a video of me on YouTube prepping for this challenge. And you can kind of see, like I do talk about in that video, um, like what the, the routine ends up being and like how I planned it out and that kind of thing. So if you're interested, you can check that out. But basically, I just planned out my my days pretty much hour by hour from 7.30 a.m. to like 11.30 p.m. And I I never do this. I don't I don't structure my days out to that degree. Um, so it this was new for me to do uh, for sure. Like this is not something I normally would would really want to follow because I'm more of a free flowing kind of like just like go with the flow, do whatever comes up kind of person. Of course, I have like pre-scheduled work time with certain clients and pre-scheduled meetings and that kind of thing. But outside of that, it's kind of like up to me as an online entrepreneur to kind of achieve and figure out and accomplish the rest of the tasks that I have to do that day. And I was just really finding that I wasn't being as productive, not just with like work stuff, but like life stuff and like doing errands in my life, like just basic things and but also creativity too. So the the challenge was to follow this make this routine and then follow it strictly for 14 days and the whole goal was to see how my productivity increases and my creativity and my my creative output essentially so that's that's what it was the reason why i did this in the first place was well, I was coming off of, of, of a 30-day challenge in April where I did a 30-day detox from social media. And I that was an awesome challenge. That was really uh that was Jeff that was just definitely the right thing for me to do at the time. I can't speak, apparently. Um and so I was kind of feeling inspired to continue with a new challenge of some sort. So I did this 14-day one. So that's that I was kind of inspired by that, but then also I was really interested in looking more at my north node placement in my astrology chart um which is i actually talk about this in the previous episode i'm pretty sure um and basically that that really was the main inspiration for doing this type of challenge because my north node placement just to quickly recap um it's in your chart that's basically like your destiny i guess your the the lesson that your soul like wants to learn in this lifetime and mine is placed in the 6th house which is the house of everyday mundane routine and like it's also the house of health and personal development and self development and um it's also the house of serving others and serving yourself it's also the house of pets too so it it was very clear to me that based on my natal chart it was like calling for me to become this more structured type of person um but not too structured because my six my north node is in Sagittarius so it's and I'm a Sagittarius sun as well so it's it all the way in which I'm being called to kind of have more routine in my life and and be more structured and and just achieve things daily is in a very Sagittarius expansive kind of way 
Um, so lots, still lots of free flow and freedom because Sagittarius is all about the freedom and the truth and traveling and that kind of thing. Um, anyway, so I, I do explain this a lot better in, I, I'm pretty sure it's the episode before this. So if you want to check that out, uh, that might give you better background as to why I was doing this particular challenge. And I will link it in the show notes below so that I'm not just blindly sending you off to the previous episode, even though it may not be that one. Um, so that's kind of a bit of a background and context for why I did this challenge, what brought it on and uh, what the challenge actually was overall. And I do have to say, overall, I do think I failed the challenge in terms of the routine part, at least, because I didn't, I definitely did not stick to it. Like I, I did at first and then it, it definitely petered off and I kind of knew that was going to happen. Um, but it is still a winning situation for myself because of all the stuff that I learned about myself along the way. So I still think in that regard, I succeeded the challenge. Um, and that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today is how exactly did I fail it? What did I learn? And what are the other things I learned that I wasn't expecting to learn? So in terms of the routine part itself, I do have to say I really enjoyed getting up at 7.30 a.m. Typically, I, I'm, I can be a bit of a night owl. I like to go to bed late and wake up, like get a good solid eight hours sleep and then kind of wake up at whatever time that that happens to be. Um, and usually that was that would be like 8.15 or 8.30 um, and so I decided to do an earlier start to, to the day with this challenge because I wanted to, I just wanted to start my day sooner and kind of get going. Plus it's also becoming summer, it's lighter in the mornings, and I just was feeling like I wanted to get up sooner. And so I really, I did enjoy that part because it really set me up nicely for doing the next part that I really loved, which was doing creative writing first thing in the morning. And when I say first thing, I mean, actually, after I've walked the dog, after I've had breakfast, after I've gotten dressed, then the routine was to sit down at 8.30 and work on some sort of writing related project until 10 a.m. And I, in the past, have never done that before. I've never prioritized my creative writing, um, especially not first thing in the day, that's for sure. And so I really loved doing that, though, because it made me feel so productive. It made me feel like no matter what I do the rest of the day, even if the rest of the day is shit, at least I did, at least I worked on my book today. At least I did, um, you know, some editing or did some revising or whatever, or plotting or planning, or at least I, I had that dedicated time where I just got to think about and write and work on whatever writing project I wanted to. So I really enjoyed those two things, the, the 7.30 a.m. start to the day and the 8.30 a.m creative writing practice. And so that's something I will probably keep from the routine. However, in the evenings, those were not very good because I did not stick to the night routine at all. Well, I tried to in like the first day or two, but and I just I just couldn't do it because in the evening I there's so many other things that I wanted to be doing. Um, and I actually spent a lot of time in the evenings editing all the videos that I was filming for that particular challenge. So that took up like a lot of my evening time. And the whole routine was, the whole idea was to like go to bed at, or be in bed by 11 p.m. and hopefully be asleep by 11.30. But uh, there was quite a few nights where I like went to bed at like 12 or 12.30. So it's, it was, and I, I was also supposed to, uh, again, can't speak. My brain moves faster than my mouth. I was also supposed to do yoga every night before bed. And I think I only did that like twice. So um, yeah, the evenings did not go as well as the mornings did in terms of following a routine. Um, so I'm still not, I'm still kind of at a loss as to what to do in, in the evenings in terms of like a routine. If I still want to, if I want to even bother with that or just kind of let it be free flow. But I do know one thing, like I do want to incorporate yoga more and like actually regularly but apparently clearly the evening is not the time to do that for me because I I pretty much just like won't do it if I'm just tired or I'm just on the couch already by that point it's like not gonna happen so I have a feeling I'm gonna have to move like yoga stuff to the beginning of the day um so another thing I noticed that didn't really work for me was the the routine itself like structuring my day every hour of my day is like way too rigid for me it's and it's also unpredictable you'd think it's predictable because you know oh at this time I'm supposed to do this and then I'm supposed to do this you'd think that would be you know 
easier to to just kind of go with that but it really wasn't for me it was it was very rigid and I actually had to change a lot, a lot of the routine anyway as I was doing it because as as I predicted in my in my head I knew that this was going to happen I would wake up one day and there would be like an email in my inbox from a client or something asking me about something or wa- wanting to meet that day or whatever and then I I would say yes like I would do I would have to have I wouldn't have to have, but I agreed to have like an impromptu meeting or agreed to like work on something else that day that I really hadn't planned for. And it, it doesn't really matter because that, that that is the nature of my work. So it's like, it's not a big deal at all. It's nothing like uh, bad against my clients or anything like that. It's it's all great. That actually is how I run my business. Like I just kind of do whatever they need me to do when it comes up. So I kind of knew that this was going to be a problem where I would not be able to stick to the routine so rigidly because of the nature of how I work uh, from home. So um, I don't think I would keep that part of the, well, I know for certain I would not keep the part that part of the challenge, like scheduling out my, my days every single hour. It just does not work. So um, I'm okay with that though, like that's fine. I, it's more so having that morning routine, I think is really gonna help me feel productive. So um, yeah, and then another thing I noticed was that I, I realized that I really need to strike a balance between having the semi-structured day, especially in the morning, as I just said, and then also having a realistic to-do list for each day. So in the past, I, I'm like a notorious to-do list maker. I have to-do lists everywhere in my journals, in my notebooks, whatever, and I do use them, like I do cross things off, and I do use them to get a sense of like, what do I need to be doing? But they're kind of all over the place because it's all written down like by hand on paper and it's just it's just it's a mess <laughs> it's like organized chaos like that kind of a thing so um i what what i realized though is like i do really need those to-do lists because I, I it gives me a focus for the day it lets me see like okay i know i have like a shit ton of things to do but what are the things i actually have to do today like by the end of today like forget about tomorrow let's just focus on today. And so I realized that I I really need a better system for that. So I started using Notion again, which I haven't used since like 2020 when it first kind of was becoming a thing. Um, And if you don't know what Notion is, it's an app, like an organizational app. It's kind of like having a bullet journal, but like in digital form, it's pretty cool. And it's free, like there's a free plan. And so I started, I, I opened up my Notion again, and I made a whole weekly agenda in there and like a content calendar I think in one of my vlogs in the challenge I like I do like a tutorial for you on one of the days um so that was really good to do because I I I think and I'm gonna try to use it more and like make it a more of a system because having the structured morning plus this like structured system systemic to-do list thing is gonna I think gonna be the key for me like I think having both of those together is gonna be what works for me. So it's not, it's it's a combination of structuring my day, but also having a systemic to-do list. Um, so I was glad to figure that out and realize that because I really did need something to help me get going again, like productively. So, and overall, like the routine, it was designed to do that. The whole point of it was to help me feel more productive and help me feel more creative and but also to help bring some a bit of structure to my life. It pretty much did all of those things to different degrees. And like I did I did create more content that in those 2 weeks than I ever have like in a really long time. Like I uploaded 6 videos to YouTube and I have two podcast episodes that I kind of did during that time more towards the beginning. And like that that's more online content than I've made in like like I said a really long time and that's kind of my goal is to create more content. So I do think like I said at the beginning I, I technically failed the challenge, but I think overall I really did win it because, or succeeded it or whatever, because I, I really did get so much out of it. And that's really the point of it. It's not to like necessarily quote, win it by, by winning the challenge and meeting the goal. It's, it's kind of like what it, you're going to, you're going to take whatever you get from it. Like it's going to be what you make it. And so I, I think this challenge for me really was a success because of because of all those things. So, okay, so in terms of what I noticed about myself going through this challenge. So this was interesting. There was a lot of things that came up for me. And one thing I noticed was the real challenge for me 
was not to do the routine itself and to like be going through this 14-day thing. The real challenge for me was actually to keep up of a daily vlogging habit for 14 days straight because it was actually quite triggering editing my videos and I was not expecting this. I had two really bad nights like mentally and emotionally where I was just editing my video for that day and seeing myself on camera on screen was just like bringing up so much self-hatred and self-loathing and like failure and like fear of missing out and just like so much bad like mental things and it made me like want to not do it anymore I was thinking like well fuck this like why am I even doing this This is so stupid nobody cares why am I nobody's watching these videos like not that's not like why I'm doing it really but like you have you know you you have all those thoughts that go through you of like just like self-rejection basically like I'm already rejecting myself I haven't even put the stuff out there yet and um and so yeah it was it was it was interesting to see that just the editing my videos was really brought up a lot of shit for me than uh, more than I was thinking. And so I had two really bad nights where that happened and I was kind of like tempted to just be like, you know what, I'm just going to give up. Like, no, this is stupid. Like, I'm not doing this. Why am I even doing this? Um, and like in the past, I definitely would have done that. But this time it was like different. It was kind of like, okay, this is just, I'm just having a moment. Um, I'm just going to go to bed. It's fine. And then like in the morning, I'd be like pretty much fine. So yeah, so that was, that was very different for me in terms of like, not only having it come up, but like how I handled it too, because I, in the, like I said, in the past, I would have just stopped and just given up and like taken down the videos. But no, I didn't feel, I didn't really, I didn't want to do that. I, I really wanted to do it. So even though I had those shitty nights where I felt like shit and I hated myself and I felt like a failure and like I wasn't going anywhere in life and all these things. And I felt like I was just fooling myself into thinking that like I'm actually doing anything. Um, so all of, instead of giving into that and all those thoughts, I was able to persevere and I just kind of went through it and continued on with it. So that was the real challenge for me was to keep filming myself and keep looking at myself because I have problems with that I have problems with looking at myself (laughs) like not just literally but like like in videos and stuff but on like a soul level like just seeing who I am as a person is like I have problems with that (laughs) so and maybe you can relate to this like if if you're someone who has ever had self-hatred and like um just bad mental health and and feeling like you're not where you should be in life and all these things I feel like a lot of people can relate to that actually so it's yeah it was just a combination of all of that coming up and the thing that kind of triggered it was the fact that I was seeing myself on camera on screen which you, you don't normally do right you you don't normally ever do that I don't I don't ever film myself I never I haven't vlogged in like 10 years like I, I it's been a long time since I've been in front of a camera and so to kind of get that have that reality check by doing this daily vlog was like wow I'm just like I'm not seeing the person on camera who I like thought I was or who I want to be. And like, wow, I hate her. I hate this. So it was just like a lot of bad thoughts about myself because I was seeing myself that much more. Um, So yeah, that was, that was a big challenge for me. And so another thing I noticed was how I carry myself. So speaking of like physically being on camera, now I'm looking at myself in these videos and I'm thinking like, God, do I actually look like that? Like, is that how I talk? Is that like how I carry myself? Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, that is not what I thought. How, like, that's not how I see myself. So it's just like, it was like a weird thing to see myself how I, and see how I like am not lining up with who, who I thought, like how I thought I was coming across, like physically and like how I carry myself. And this, it kind of goes back to embodiment for me because that's also been an issue for me. And I've mentioned this before. Um, in other episodes and stuff that, yeah, I've been pretty disembodied my whole life and very disconnected from myself, not just like mentally and emotionally, but like physically too, like very much not just not comfortable in my own skin, basically. Um, and so I just like noticed more about myself on camera, like how I carry myself. And like, I noticed, like I do this weird thing with my neck. And so like, once I noticed that I was like, okay, what if I try carrying myself differently, like this, like a certain way. And like, I actually like tried to practice in the mirror and like see how it, how it improved or made a difference. And like, it actually made a really big difference in like my voice and like the way I talk and everything and, and how I look too on camera. So I, 
it was like this really weird moment of becoming more embodied because like just because I could see myself on camera and I was noticing all these weird things that I do like the way I hold my neck when I'm like talking or like whatever um or like my facial expressions and that kind of thing so yeah it was that was really an interesting embodiment part of it for me and speaking of that like going carrying on with that theme of embodiment I realized that like I'm like not that fun to watch <laughs> like my my personality on camera does not match how I see myself or who I want to be I really felt like when I was watching the videos and maybe I'm just this could just be me being hard on myself like I don't know but the way I was seeing myself was like I felt like sometimes I came across like I was angry or bored <laughs> and this I have to blame on my resting bitch face because I just can't help it. <laughs> if I, even if I'm happy and I'm like totally neutral and everything's fine, I still can look like I want to murder someone. And I feel like that's how I sometimes maybe came across on camera. So that was weird to see. And yeah, I just like noticed I'm like not that fun to watch. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so it's very cringe. It's very bad. But, um, that's why I need to do this. This is I need to do this type of thing. And I will connect this back to my son placement at the end of this episode. It will make more sense of why I'm persevering with this. But yeah, I just realized that like I I don't have much of a personality on camera. Like I don't feel I'm just yeah, like I said it, it just didn't line up with who I really who I really am. So I realized I'm like okay, I need to embody my personality more. I need to actually like be the kind of optimistic kind of outgoing presenting person that I know I can be which is all very Sagittarius way of being um and I am an introvert I I definitely like I'm not an extrovert at all and um I don't I do like I love being alone I love being like solitary and doing my own thing but when I'm in social situations I can be quite social like I can be very um I don't know what the word is personable I guess like I can I I can talk to people like I'm not as awkward as I used to be like socially like I I I can be fun at parties and stuff like I'm not I'm I promise I'm not as boring as I came across on camera so that's that's what I'm saying this is the person I saw on camera was like not matching up with who I think I am or or who I actually am and so I think that was just again the nature of having a lens on you makes you so much more self-conscious at least for me it does to the point where I was like repressing myself basically and so so yeah so that was interesting so it kind of just made me realize that if I want to be making more content in future like visually um I actually need to like be embodied and like embody my personality and like myself and like yeah pay more attention to like how I'm physically coming across and like how do I want to be perceived um because that's also how I, who I want to be anyway. Like it's, it's not like I'm just doing this for the sake of being seen a certain way or for other people. It, it actually is who I want to be. Like I have, I think we all have a vision in our head of who we think we are and a vision of who we want to be. And I just like want to bridge that gap. Like I just want to already be there and just like, can we just be there already, please? So seeing this, having this lens on me for 14 days was a really good reality check kind of a wake-up call type thing to, to really show me that like yeah girl like you are not there yet like not even close like you have a ways to go there's still things you need to do and I just was so unaware of that for so long because I wasn't seeing myself like literally having a camera on me for 14 days was the only way I was going to become aware of this um so like for me personally so that was really help, like useful, like really helpful and useful knowledge for me and good data for me going forward in terms of like, what do I want to be working on and what do I want to change next? So anyways, conti again, continuing with this theme of embodiment, I realized that I want to embrace femininity more and my own fem feminine femininity. Um, and so because yeah, on camera, I was, again, I was watching myself, I was editing these videos, watching them back and thinking all these things about like the way I carry myself, the way I, I look, I look bored on camera. I don't look that fun. And like, I look kind of mad most of the time and um, all these things. And another thing I noticed was that I don't look, again, I don't look the way I want to look. Like I, I'm wearing these like baggy clothes. Nothing is like form fitting anymore. And I just look, 
like I'm not trying like at all <laughs> and in terms of like my appearance and that kind of thing and so then I, I realized I'm, that like, I kind of have this rekindled interest in feeling attractive again and feeling powerful as a woman and this has been a huge struggle for me growing up as well Go, like the whole embodiment thing has so many facets to it and so one of them is femininity and like embracing the fact that I have a female body and that I am a woman and that it's okay to be attractive and like wear form-fitting clothes and like embrace your femininity but because it's been so largely unsafe for women to do that because they get you know stared at or leered at or like catcalled and all these things and or worse right and and um it just for me I've always felt so uncomfortable being a woman a lot of the time because I'm so self-conscious I hate being looked at like I hate I hate attracting attention Uh, at least growing up I really did and so whenever I wore like tight dresses or like form-fitting things and I wore makeup and I looked even half decent nice then you just get all this like weird attention sometimes and or like unwanted attention and like gross attention and just people especially men like look at you in like gross ways and it just feels like this is not safe to be a woman like I don't want to be I don't want to I don't want to accentuate my waist I don't want to accentuate my ass like clearly like if I don't want to be looked at in that gross way then I don't then I'm not going to do it so then and I've wavered back and forth on this for so long my whole life like I have like it's been so difficult to figure out like how do I embrace my femininity but like safely and to the point where I just like got rid of all my dresses last year I got rid of all my tight fitting clothes I just went out and bought thrifted like all these like loose and like super comfy clothes that I love I do love them still um but seeing me on camera and seeing me wearing those clothes now made me realize that's like fuck that like I actually want to I don't feel attractive in those clothes I feel fine in them like I feel comfortable I feel myself sure but there's like also a part of me missing too like I I want to feel like an attractive powerful woman because women are powerful and they shouldn't be have to feel a certain way just because they're a woman just because like men are gross <laughs> and look at them not all men of course but anyway that's a whole that's a that's a yeah that's a tangent um a feminist tangent that I could go off on but like basically what I'm saying is I realize that I think I'm like ready again to start embracing my feminine side of myself and like yeah just coming like stepping more into like the power of being a woman um and yeah because growing up I was like the tall gangly girl taller than all the guys didn't feel attractive I felt ugly and I never really dated anybody growing up and so I really wanted to be so like I wanted to be attractive I wanted to be that pretty girl so I'd buy all these dresses but they look stupid on me because I'm really tall and they didn't fit and I had no boobs and I still don't I have I have a small bust so whatever um it's not I actually love the fact that I have small boobs but (laughs) when I, when you're a teenager, when you're a teenage girl and you're like, I don't have any boobs. Like I'm not a real woman. Like I can't be sexy. I can't fill out a dress. I look, I look hideous in dresses, dresses and blah, blah, blah. Like when you're a teen, especially a teen girl, you just feel horrible all the time. You don't feel pretty enough. You don't feel sexy enough, but you also don't want to be too sexy because you really don't want to be getting weird attention. So it's like, what the fuck do I do? So I just felt like an ugly mess growing up and well into my 20s felt this way. And so I wavered back and forth between having tight clothes in my wardrobe and dresses and versus like just sweatpants and wearing those literally all the time. So yeah, so this has been a real struggle for me to find the balance of of that. And anyway, doing this challenge made me realize that I, I feel like I'm actually ready to come back into that power again, like and, and embrace it and embrace my feminine body and like start wearing tighter form-fitting clothes again and just start to fucking look fabulous again and like feel good about it and not give a shit if there's gross creepy people out there who are weird about it because there's for every like gross person out there there's probably like 10 people who are like not gross about it and think that you look amazing and just want to support you and 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 you know it's all good right so and so I just yeah try not to focus on like the negative so much about like the downsides that can come with being a woman and looking sexual and and looking feminine because yeah the problem was like being sexualized by others when you don't want to be it's like if I want to do that to myself that's my prerogative but I don't want just anybody like 
coming at me with like grossness, you know? So that was a cool thing to, to figure out because I would not have known that otherwise. Honestly, I didn't know that I was interested in that still. Like if I hadn't done this challenge, I really don't know when I would have figured that out again, that I was like ready to be more womanly. <laughs> like, so, so yeah, this is why I'm saying this challenge was really a win win for me. Um, so another thing I noticed was that I need to get better at making content. <laughs> so when I was doing the videos, I had no strategy like whatsoever. Um, I just was like, I'm just going to vlog and like film parts of my days that I think are relevant to the challenge. And I think there's some things that I filmed that like were not relevant, but I just did anyway. Um, but you know, whatever, like you have to start somewhere. And so as I was doing this challenge, I was doing a lot of research on content creation and um, realizing that like there really is quite a strategy to making content online. Like it really is all about storytelling. And, you know, I'm a writer, so this is right up my alley. And I having that realization was like, oh, fuck, like I can do this. Like this is this is writing. This is literally just I just like write a script or I write out a story or I I or I film stuff and then I put it together after and like you direct it and edit it in a way that by the time you're done with it, you have a product, a video that is has story elements to it, whether it's like a vlog about your day and like the stuff that you did. And there's there can be a bit of a story throughout your day, like the highs and the lows or like it can be more essay like where if it's an info information video, then I might structure it more like an essay where here's my arguments. Here's the here's the thesis. Here's the. Uh, you know, conclusion paragraph or whatever. These are all things I'm really good at doing. This is right up my alley. I've been a writer since I was a kid. I, not to brag or anything, but I'm pretty amazing at writing essays. I always got like 90s and up on all my essays. And I love writing stories and novels and poetry. So once I like connected that and realized that like visual, like video making content is really just writing and storytelling, that changed a lot of things for me. So I think going forward, I'm really going to employ more of a strategy now to the content I create and find ways that I can overlap writing techniques with video and visuals. So I'm really excited about this because it's like a fun creative challenge to do. Anyway, so that was that was really, I'm really glad I figured that out because now I feel like I have a tangible way to make this content better. Um, because before the idea of making content seems so overwhelming and like, what the hell are you supposed to do? Like, do you just film yourself? Like, like, how do I make this good? How, how are people so good at it? Like, I feel like you just have to like look pretty on camera basically, which I struggle with because I'm not photogenic and I have all this, you know, disembodiment and self-loathing thing going on. So like, maybe I can't make content. Maybe it's just not for me. Like all these thoughts about like, maybe it's just not available to me. Maybe I'm just like not... Maybe it's just not my realm. Maybe I should just stick to writing and not be on camera or on podcasts or anything like that. So I've had this struggle with content in the past where I just didn't know how to make it good. But now I see like how you actually can make it good and it's like totally doable like for me. So I'm really excited to make better content in the future because believe me, I'm well aware that my videos that I did during this challenge are not that good. <laughs> so uh, if you watch them, you are a trooper, and thanks for watching them. <laughs> um, okay, so the final thing I'm going to talk about, which is probably the most major thing that I figured out during this whole challenge, is that doing this challenge made me understand my son in seventh house placement in my natal chart so much better. Like, holy shit. Like, I, I never understood why I, my son was in the seventh house. Like, I didn't get what that means for me. So to give you some background, because if you are not an astrology person, you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Um, basically, all you need to know is that in your natal chart, there's 12 houses and the seventh house is the house of relationships. It's the house of like marriage and one-to-one -one relationships, but also like business relationships and partnerships. It's also the house of like, like public enemies, like people who you might not get along with um, publicly and um, on like a one-to-one -one level. So it's it's all about relating to other people and relationships and um, yeah, marriage and that kind of a thing. And I 
I, I, my, and I have a Sagittarius sun and my sun is in the seventh house. And so when I first saw that in my natal chart, I was just like, ew, like I, I hate people. Like, why is that there? I don't want that. Um, and I don't hate people, but like, I don't, they're not my, you know, I, I prefer animals. I'm one of those people who prefers animals over people most of the time. Um, growing up though, I really did not like people at all. I was super like lone wolf, like super introverted, super shy and anxious, like hated people. I just felt like I didn't know how to talk to them. Like I really did hate people growing up. Like I just didn't know how to relate to them. I wanted to be a vet when I was a kid. So like had no interest in other people. And in terms of like marriage and dating and that kind of a thing, I I don't want to get married. I have no intention of getting married or having a traditional marriage with kids like type of lifestyle. So the fact that my son was in the house of relationships and marriage, I was like, what the fuck? Like, why is that there? I don't want that. Um, That's not me at all. And um, in terms of dating too, like I, I'm more into like having more relationships than not and like having more open relationships. And like, I don't need to have my like one true partner. Like I, I don't need, like some people I feel like, well, actually anytime I looked up, like what does your son in seventh house mean? It always said things like, this is someone who is like happier when they're in a relationship and like needs a relationship to feel fulfilled and all this stuff and I was like no like that's not me at all like I don't want like I'm not that I'm pretty independent and in in an individualistic type of person I do like being in relationships I like having relationships um not all the time sometimes they really suck but um I'm very open to relationships but I'm also I also love being single like I I love when I am single I'm I'm always happier when I'm single than when I'm dating most of the time and I so I, I'm very happy to be alone. Like, so I really did not understand this at all. I was like, and for those who are wondering, your son is your ego. Like it's your sense of self. It's just your sense of like who you are. So I was like, why the hell is my, my sense of self in the house of relationships? Like, I don't, I don't need to be in a relationship to, um, you know, have a good sense of myself. Like that makes no sense to me. So I, I've never understood that placement. And so doing this challenge, though, made it clear to me of like what it actually is. And so basically, I figured out that what it really means for me is that I just need to interact with people both one-to-one and publicly in order to see myself. So I need to see myself the way others might see me so that I can gauge myself on how to move forward. So... Because yeah, like my, my relationship, so basically my relationships and the quality of them will reflect back to me the work that I need to do on myself. And this is something I wouldn't be aware of um, if, I, if I wasn't in relationships with people. And I don't just mean romantic, but like friendships, you know, uh, family relationships, business relationships, partner relationships, whatever. Even like, yeah, so... <sighs> Putting myself out there with people is the way that I make progress on myself. That's that's actually what it is for me. And and the way in which I do it is as a Sagittarius, because I have a Sagittarius sun. So what that means is the way in which I go out into the world and have relationships and want to be seen by other people and interact with other people is I am someone who wants to have various types of relationships and I want to meet all different sorts of people in my life and I want to have this like larger than life expansive kind of cultured interesting worldly like um, relationship with people like I, I want to have relationships with people who can teach me something you know Sagittarius is all about learning and gaining wisdom and like finding the truth and everything and traveling and it's it's ruled by jupiter and jupiter is like the largest planet so it's like the most expansive of all the signs it's also the most optimistic of all the signs and um they're always out there doing something they're very restless and so because my sagittarius sun is in the seventh house of relationships it basically it's saying that the way in which I relate to other people or that serves me best in terms of how I figure out my own self is through an expansive way, an expansive means. And so this may mean I also may find expansive ways to garner relationships like through publishing um, and making digital content, putting myself online, expanding myself li- like metaphysically through creation because creation is a way to form relationships with people who consume that creation like you and me we're kind of in a relationship right now. The fact that you're listening to this, um, we don't have to have ever met before or even know each other, but you 
you now have a sense of me and I have a sense of you as a listener. The fact that you are listening to this, I I know something about you now. Like I kind of know what kind of a person you might be to be listening to this type of content and you know more about me as well. So it, like creation really is a, a way of bringing people together and forming relationships. And so when I'm isolated or spending too much time alone or I'm not creating art or I'm not creating content and I'm not sharing things and I'm not expanding myself then I have, for me as a son in seventh house, I have no method by which to gauge myself in relation to where I want to be because I can't see myself. I can't see how others see me objectively. So instead I might become like stuck in the opposite house, which is the, the first house, which is the house of like independence and indiv- individuality and identity. Um, and like I said earlier, I have a very strong sense of independence and um, individuality, and I pride myself on being able to enjoy my own company and be alone, But which is great. But if I do that for too long, like the evolution for someone like me in that placement is far slower because I, I get kind of like, it's like I can't see how much I'm actually not where I want to be until or unless I'm in relationships that reflect the truth of myself back to me. So I'll say that again because that was a lot. But basically, I am not capable of seeing how far I need to go with where I personally want to be until or unless I'm in relationships with other people. And these have to be relationships that are deep and meaningful ones and that reflect back to me the truth of myself. Because I'm incapable of subjectively seeing and assessing the truth of my own self and having this tendency to live in like la-la land with rose-colored glasses and thinking like things will work out later, it's fine. And like, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing just fine. Everything's great in life. But like I said earlier, then I saw myself on camera and I was like, what the fuck? That is not who I thought I was. That's what I'm talking about is like, I need that outside lens, that outer thing that I need to see myself like as if I'm not myself. Like as if I, someone would, if I met them on the street or, I'm, or if I'm in a relationship with someone or whatever, I need to see myself the way other people see me to figure that out, to figure out the fact that I, like, shit, I have been living in a delusional reality that I, where I thought I was making progress, but then I look at myself on camera and I'm like, fuck, that is, that's not who I thought I was, or that's not who I want to be. So that, you know, so I may have a very strong sense of self or a sense of independence because of I spend so much time in the first house, but my son, my ego, my sense of self is in the seventh house. And so the things that I may think about myself may be a false reality that I've built up while living too much in my first house. Um, And so it's imperative for me to really come out of that cave in order to evolve. And it's important for me to be seen by others and to interact with others in order to um, evolve and make progress. And this does not mean that I have to be extroverted, though. And it does not mean that I need to be validated by other people um, or that I need to please other people. Because that was another thing that I was confused about my son in the seventh house. I was like, does this mean that I like need the approval and validation of other people to like be myself? Like, I don't feel I don't that doesn't relate to me either because I I don't feel that like. I got lots of validation and praise for having the original version of this podcast called Wild Creative. I got plenty of validation. I got lots of great feedback. Everybody, all my friends said they loved it. Everybody that um, who had listened to it said they loved it. I had the validation and yet I was still like, this is not, this is not who I, this isn't, this isn't me. <laughs> and so, and the reason I figured that out is because I was making all those episodes and I listened back to them and I was like, yeah, this is like not, this is not it. This is not who I thought I was. This is not the, the direction I really want to go in, even though a lot of people say they like it and I'm getting the validation. I'm seeing now objectively what I'm putting out there and it's like not quite it. So I have to make another adjustment. And so hence now the art of existing was born and that's this is where we are. So that's, that is the biggest takeaway for me from this challenge was figuring out what my ego and sense of self needs like based on my natal chart, um, like and just making sense of why my son is in the seventh house. Why do I need other people? Um, why do I need these relationships? It's not because I'm needy or because I need the validation or because I want to get married and have babies or anything like that. It's actually quite far from the truth. 
it's because of I just need to see myself objectively, which means I need to interact with other people because I need that feedback from them to get a sense of where I'm at. So I really hope that made sense to people, especially people who have no idea about astrology at all. Um, But uh, astrology has been so amazing for me these past few months. Um, So many epiphanies just from learning more about it. So, okay. So that, that's the gist of everything that I learned from this, doing this challenge and how it went and all my takeaways. So I do want to kind of finish by encouraging you to try this challenge for yourself. And so I would like to, you know, challenge you to, I'm going to challenge you to try a challenge. And the challenge is to do something maybe similar to what I did. Maybe not 14 days if you don't want to. You could do seven days or even three or five days. Regardless of whatever time frame you choose, my challenge for you is to vlog daily for a set amount of time. Make videos of yourself. And you don't have to like edit these and share them online like I did, like on YouTube. You don't have to start a vlog channel. It can just be private for you. Um, But I really do think that looking at ourselves that regularly through this lens of others and using this vlogging tool to examine yourself, I think it could be really helpful for people who are feeling stuck um, because they're too much in their own head. They're too much in their own little world. They They don't know what changes to make because they can't see the problems. They can't see what's wrong. Um, and so pointing a camera on yourself and vlogging may be a real challenge for you if you're someone like me who is like, I hate being looked at. I hate, I don't, I'm, I'm awkward on camera. Like I'm not photogenic. Like I don't know what to do. What do I say? And again, this is why there's no pressure to like upload it to YouTube or anything. This could just be private for you. But I think you might find it quite interesting to see what comes up for you when you're pointing a camera on yourself and then re-watching yourself and um, seeing like what you like and what you don't like and like what you want to improve on. What impression do you get from that person who's on the screen, right? And you could do a routine challenge like what I did, but the only reason I did the routine challenge is because of my North Node placement in my sixth house, which I talked about earlier. Um, and I, again, I, I linked, I'll link it below. I talked about it in another episode somewhere. I know I did. Um, but that is, that's the reason why I did that particular challenge. However, because of my North node in the sixth house, however, you, your North node placement may be different than mine. And in fact, it probably is because there's 11 other houses that it could possibly be in. So for you, you might be called to do something similar but you're like I don't want to do a routine thing I don't want to like vlog myself following a structured daily routine maybe I already do that or it's not important to me so like what's what should be the focus for this vlog if like because it's good to have a focus of some sort and and, an and intention of some sort right so if you're kind of like I don't want to do I kind of want to do what she's doing but I don't want to do exactly what she did then you probably um well, there's, I'll give you a few options. Like one thing you could do is if you do have your natal chart and you know where your North Node is and you understand it, you could do a challenge based on your North Node placement. Maybe this really should be called a North Node challenge or something. I don't know. But um, basically, if you if you know astrology, then I would I would use your North Node placement to design a routine for yourself to do or like a, a vlogging intention and then follow that and see, see what happens. Um, like if your North Node is in the 10th house of career, uh, maybe for like three or four or five or seven days straight or something, you you do a vlogging challenge where every day you talk about, um, you reflect on your career choices and your your vocational purpose in life and your your power, your sense of power and like, where do you want to be career-wise? Like, your, yeah, what do you want to, what's your purpose in life? What do you want to do um, with your life? Like in terms of, like for a living, um, like maybe you can reflect on that and maybe you can vlog yourself doing the work that you're currently doing and maybe you'll discover that like, fuck, this is not a job I actually want to be doing. So like, that's just an example of like, if your North Node is in the 10th house, maybe that's how you would do the challenge. So um, if you, so if you have astrology, if you know astrology and you have your natal chart, you could probably figure this out yourself. 
Or if you don't have your natal chart or you're just not sure like about your north node placement and you're not sure how to create a challenge for yourself, you can always email me for a consult and we could talk and like maybe tailor like a mini challenge for you to try based on your north node placement. Um, but if you're like not into astrology and you're like, I don't want to go down that road, I still want to do a, a, some sort of a challenge, but like I don't want to do astrology thing. I'm not into that then you don't have to use your natal chart. You don't have to do anything with that. You could literally just get a camera and the challenge is to capture yourself on camera daily. And, um, and, and it does help to have a topic or direction. So my prompt for you would be to make daily vlogs for five or seven days or 14 days, whatever, of yourself answering the question each day, who am I uninterrupted? And I can't take credit for that question because... I saw this in like an Instagram reel the other day of someone and she said that she heard it on a podcast somewhere or something like that. And I scrolled on by, I can't remember, I can't remember anything else about it or where it's from or who said it, but I just, that question stuck with me. Who are you uninterrupted? You know, if you were free to completely be yourself, if nothing was getting in your way, who would you be? So Maybe you could just do a vlog answering that question each day and reflecting on that um, and just and then just analyze the video after and look at yourself and look how watch how you carry yourself, how you talk and like is this the is this the person who you really thought you were and who you want to be um, so you this is you this you, you could you could also do this like journaling wise um, this could be like a good journal prompt, but I'm suggesting to do the vlog instead because then you can study yourself. You can study your physical like presence, like your actual being on camera. So because our presence is part of self-development too. Um, it's not just like mental self-development and emotional stability and all these things. It's like your literal physical body can also go undergo development too. Like people do that all the time with fitness and health. So it's nothing new. But um, I, I encourage you to try vlogging and answering this question, who am I uninterrupted? And, and or you could use your natal chart and your north node to do a challenge for yourself. But, um, but yeah, if you are struggling overall to like figure out a routine for yourself and you want maybe some feedback or something, just let me know because maybe I can help you figure out a direction to take with this. So uh, my email and everything is in the show notes below if, if that interests you. Otherwise, that is it for today. I really hope you enjoyed this. And if you did, please do give the podcast a five-star rating and leave a review on your podcast app. Um, or if you're listening to this on YouTube, please do like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Don't be shy. Um, share with a friend also who you think might need to hear some of this episode. That would be amazing if, if you do that. But overall, thank you again so much for listening and for sticking it out this long. And once again, I'm Emma Kivetna, and this was The Art of Existing. I will see you in the next episode.